Okay, my friends. So today we are reading a book that was um, recommended to me. And you know what, my friends? I am really delighted to share it with you. It is a poem book. I know, I love those. And it has lots of really great, interesting poetry in it. And it tells a great story, which I've always, I don't know if you've ever wondered about where Santa came from, what, what that story is all about, but we're gonna learn. So today's story is called From Nicholas to Christmas. It was written by Mr. Kyle Poles, and it is read today by Mommy and... What is your name? The elf that likes to draw. The elf that likes to draw. And friends, if... This is a big book, so if you want, we're going to probably just do it in some chunks. So hold on to your hats and here we go. Part one, meeting Nicholas. A crunch of the snow was the sound in the night Then Nicholas and all emerged into sight. His two little children were following in tow, just helping their father drag wood through the snow. It's said he is magic for what he can do and that he may visit leaving no sign or clue. All tales and his stories changed more over time, making myths out of air and his songs into rhymes. But this one is different. And now you will see when Nicholas was just Nicholas before Christmas came to be. Chapter two, his two children and two reindeer. It started one night, which begins this whole tale, with him and his helpers all walking a trail. Holly and Timmy went with him that day, while Donner and Vixen pulled Nicholas's sleigh. His children helped out wherever they could, with the other two pulling a cart full of wood. They went to the forest to gather supplies for Nicholas to build things of all shapes and size. The trees with their wood are all that he needs to work for a living and do some good deeds. What do you think he does? What do you think he could do with wood? Hmm, it's an interesting question. Yeah, what is he gonna build? I don't know, let's find out. Chapter three, the tree and Lady Nicholas. His children grabbed branches while he tossed up the rest upon a large pile as high as his chest. A pine tree was last and about to be piled, but his children then shouted as if they'd gone wild. Can we bring it inside? Holly asked with a glow. It'll be like we're outside without all the snow. Of course he responded and stood it up tall, then led the two reindeer inside the barn stall. Holly and Timmy raced toward the open door to mom's open arms and a warm fire's roar. Well, they're going into our house with a tree, kind of like we do, right? A Christmas tree. As Donner and Vixen were tucked for the night, Nicholas picked up his bag and he blew out the light. Then he walked through the snow with that 
tree in his hand, leaving paths of green thistles on snow-covered land. The warmth of the house welcomed Nicholas in, and a sweet kiss from Carol always left a big grin. Oh, I bet you her name, his wife's name is Carol. What do you think? Yeah. Confused by the tree, she stepped to the side. Then out came a giggle, for a tree was inside. He walked to the corner while carrying that tree to a spot in the house where all eyes could see. The children were digging around and about for toys in the chest to lay them all out. There were houses and people and even a cow, either laid on the ground or strung on a bough. They're decorating the tree, do you see? Oh my goodness, that's amazing. <laughs> the laughter and joy were nothing to stop, but something had happened which made their jaw drop. Chapter four is called A Singing Carol and Her Sugar Bread. Mm. They saw what was baking and later would eat. It was bread topped with sugar and deliciously sweet. She baked it just right where it was soft from within. So crispy and buttery it would make your head spin. A song then arose with a stir here and there. She whispered at first, then she filled up the air. Her voice gave a warmth and a beautiful sound that would make scooges give and then dance all around. I don't know what a scooge is. Scrooge? Make a scrooges? Oh, I'll have to edit this. Okay. Her voice gave a warmth and a beautiful sound that would make scrooges give and then dance all around. Within cooking, with cooking now finished, they each took a seat, but had to do one thing before they could eat. Um, I love this mom. She cooks yummy breads and she sings. I like her. I feel like I would be her friend. Okay, chapter five is called Blessings and the Shop. They each took a turn to say to the rest of one thing to thank for and how they were blessed. Blessed for their family who sat all around, eating food at the table and not on the ground. For December it was, and cold to the bone, and sad for the ones who were eating alone. They spoke of ideas to do something good until Nicholas chimed in and said that he could. Tomorrow, I visit a town in despair. I'll gather things here and give while I'm there. I'll help you find more just to put in your sleigh, Carol said with a grin as she went on her way. Timmy asked with a smile so wonderfully wide, May, I, may we go to your shop just to be by your side? Let's all go together, Nicholas said to the pair. You can play with the toys while I finish a chair. Oh, he is a carpenter. Huh. Excited to go, they started to race and opened the door with, to their father's workplace. They looked all around without making a noise at tables and tools and trinkets and toys, sculptures displayed and puppets that draped, and plenty of items so beautifully shaped. To Holly and Timmy, each visit was new. As things came and went, 
and quickly passed through. The hour then chimed, and they knew what that meant. Their bedtime had come, so inside they went. It's bedtime, you two, their father had said. Let's get you cleaned up and off to your bed. Nicholas and Carol then tucked them in tight with a kiss and a hug and a loving good night. And the next part is called the magic in the eve. Are you ready? Chapter six, the next morning. As rays from the sun broke through the pine trees, it warmed up the house with a light winter breeze. Even droplets of water that fell from the ice gave a noise that was soft and sounded so nice. The sounds all around woke the children inside, but the smell of baked goods made their eyes open wide. Have you ever woken up to something that smells delicious? I have. I think that's the best way to wake up. Excited to see what waited below, the two children, the two little children, were ready to go. They hopped out of bed and ran down the stairs and wanted a hug with the strength of ten bears. Good morning, Mom, echoed the house all around, but somewhere outside was an all-familiar sound. Their father was loading the sleigh with his goods, so off he could go through the snow-covered woods. They knew he wouldn't leave without saying goodbye with his rosy red cheeks and twinkle in his eye. Oh, who does that sound like? Yeah. Chapter 7. Nicholas Leaves for Town. He walked through the door where his family awaits, along with a bag full of figs and sweet dates. Oh, yum. Which Carol prepared for his journey ahead, as well as a loaf of her freshly baked bread. Oh. Yum. His children then ran for a pick-me-up hug, where they said their goodbyes with a hug that was snug. He turned and he waved as he walked through the snow, which... Uh, snug. A oh, hug snug. I like it. Well, you don't want to have a loose hug, do you? No, you want a snug one. Okay. Uh, he turned and he waved as he walked through the snow, which painted the trees with a soft winter glow. He patted the reindeer and hopped in the sleigh. And with a big smile, they were off and away. The leather reins cracked and the tension grew tight. The Nicholas and reindeer were soon out of sight. The journey was short, for the town was nearby. They passed through low valleys and mountains so high. Now the next chapter is called A Town in Despair. Oh my goodness, can you imagine what that must be like? Let's find out. At last they arrived to the center of town, which felt a bit cold and a little bit down. It wasn't much time until he reached the first store, where he hopped out of the sleigh and knocked on the door. A knock, knock, knock came, and he waited to see a man with his daughters, all one, two, and three. Greetings were said, and they walked to the sleigh where they picked up their items and went on their way. His trip would continue all over the town, but he stopped when he saw someone pushed to the ground. Mm. Some children were bullying this girl who was poor. 
Her stuffed doll was torn and then thrown to the floor. He ran to the girl who had tears in her eyes and helped her get up just to soften her cries. He bent to the ground where her doll had been thrown and picked up the pieces he knew could be sewn. Don't worry, my dear. I'll make it like new. You'll have it right back in a moment or two. And then in the picture, what's he doing? Yeah, he's sewing it for her. Chapter 9 is Meeting Mary. He walked to the sleigh and pulled out of his bag a needle, some thread, and a plum-colored rag. Then out came some magic and the doll was together, even adding a scarf just to fight off the weather. He brought the doll back to the girl who stood by and she was happy to see it by the look in her eye. What is your name? He asked her politely. Mary, she whispered ever so lightly. This girl was in need, as Nicholas could see, for clothing and food or a hot cup of tea. So he went to his sleigh and he packed a bag full of bread and some clothes that were made out of wool. Her eyes became large like a full moon at night and a smile to fill up a dark room with light. Oh, thank you, oh, thank you, she said in reply. And Mary, too excited, had started to cry. But Nicholas was happy, for he knew that those cries were not from a pain, but of joy in disguise. No, wasn't that a kind thing to do? Chapter 10 is called Coal and Two More Reindeer. He then had to finish his chores to walk the streets, the towns. He then had to leave to finish his chores to walk the town streets and sell some more stores. Oh, he's selling these stores, right, to help make their inventory big, right? Let me try that again. He then had to leave to finish his chores, to walk the town streets and sell to more stores. He walked and walked on the uneven brick, but stopped when he saw someone raising a stick. He looked at two reindeer who appeared to be hurt. They were battered and bruised and covered in dirt. Stop what you're doing. I'll give what you need. I'll purchase your reindeer. I beg and I, I plead. And after much talk, an arrangement was made that he'd do what he could, no matter how much he paid. He gathered the two and walked toward the sleigh and did so with haste and without delay. But as they were walking, it broke to his soul just how these two lived with a miner of coal. Oh, he must have purchased it from a coal miner who wasn't very kind. Chapter 11 is called A Good Deed Goes a Long Way. And that's pretty true, isn't it? As he brought the two reindeer where the, other had, the others had waited, he saw little Mary by a park that was gated. And then he saw a man who paid her no mind, not knowing his coin bag was soon to unwind. No care for the girl and the poor life she knew. To him, she was dirt on the bottom of his shoe. And then his bag fell to Mary's poor feet as Nicholas stood watching 
from across the stone street. He expected to see her just take it and go. But what he saw next made his heart start to grow. Mary called to the man whose coins fell to the floor, and he stopped and turned, not knowing what for. The man was in awe, but a huff was his praise as he tossed her some coins and went back to his ways. Nicholas was curious and crossed the stone street, now wanting to know why she'd acted so sweet. That was nice what you did, he said with delight, that your action was good and not out of spite. Her response was as good, for he didn't expect that it came from a life which was filled with reject. I was taught not to take, even though I am poor. Like helping that man whose coins fell to the floor. Astonished and awed, he gave her a smile and said that her actions were more than worthwhile. I'm sorry to go, but my family now awaits. But please take this small bag, which is filled with some dates. He waved a goodbye and walked toward the sleigh. Then him and four reindeer were off and away. Chapter 12, The Journey Home. He threw up his hood just to fight off the nip while he reached for the reins and tightened his grip. He was, it was during his travels that he remembered he'd forgot to name the two reindeer he'd recently bought. Oh yeah, you've got to, if you buy something, like <coughs> an animal, right, you should definitely name it. Uh, so let's see here. He threw up his hood just to fight off the nip. And while he reached for the reins and tightened his grip, it was during his travels he remembered he'd forgot to name the two reindeer he'd recently bought. Who do you think they're gonna be? These reindeer are gonna be, do you think Dasher and Prancer? Do you remember what the first two were named? I don't know, let's see. Oh, look, Blitzen and Comet, he quickly cheered out, for something had told him those names would stand out. Then out of the dark, his house came in sight from several small windows that glowed in the night. He guided four reindeer to the comfortable shed and tucked them in tight in their soft, cozy beds. He walked to the sleigh just to grab what's in back, expecting to find an empty red sack, but something was there, laying just out of sight, and something he'd find later on in the night. He entered the shop and placed the bag down, recalling the day and that poor little town. The night went by quick, filled with, some, with food and some fun, 
with toys in an act played by daughter and son. Now, let's find out what's in that bag, shall we? Chapter 13 is called A Surprise in the Bag. Carol then nestled in a chair where she read while Holly and Timmy fell asleep in their bed. Nicholas walked to the shop just to clean for the night, where he opened the door to a room filled with light. The candles still burned and were nice to behold, with shades of dark blue and a bright colored gold. But a strange beam of light had poked through the top of his crimson red bag that was inside of his shop. What do you think it is? Mm-hmm. He opened it up to a ball made of glass attached to a base that was made out of brass. A light snow and fog were forming within, and the sight of it had made his head spin. It faded away to something he knew. A fireless fireplace had slowly come through. Then a handful of coal was next to be seen, which gave little heat that could warm anything. And then, out of nowhere, a family arose, surrounding this warmth in their ragged old clothes. The total was six, and they snuggled in tight, four boys and two girls all surrounded by, surrounded the light. Four boys and two girls had surrounded the light. The mother was holding them bread, was holding some bread for them all. The mother was holding some bread for them all. It seemed to be dinner, but awfully small. The mother broke it in pieces and passed it around while they sat by the coal and ate on the ground. As Nicholas was watching this heartbreaking view, he noticed the girl. It was someone he knew. That's Mary, he said, as he grabbed a small her as she grabbed her small slice and broke it in half without thinking twice. She handed it over to the smallest of all, who sat next to her and their broken down wall. He looked to be weak and shivered too much, unable to walk without holding a crutch. A tear hit the globe while Nicholas looked on. Then a second one hit, and everything was gone. He held it up close as if to compel a wish for this family and a life to live well. I wish for some warmth, some food, and some joy for that nice girl named Mary to simply enjoy. He didn't know why, but something felt real. Not something to touch, but something to feel. He placed the globe down to finish the day and went straight to bed after loading his sleigh. Now, what do you think? Where did that snow globe come from? Mm. Day three, this is part three, a day of miracles. Part three, a day of miracles. Chapter 14 is two more reindeer. My goodness. A new day had come and the sun would soon rise, but Nicholas and all would get a surprise. Loud noises and yelps were heard just outside. A reindeer was stuck with one by its side. It was caught in some branches, no way to get free, while the other had stayed by the trunk of a tree. 
Nicholas hurried to help without giving them fright, and the reindeer, then the reindeer was free, and he pranced with delight. No sign of a father or even their mother, once he realized these two were sister and brother. I have a nice home if you two want to stay. You'll have a nice family and food every day. He walked toward the barn and noticed the two were following behind at the heel of his shoe. You two should have names, he whispered aloud. Names to be known to make everyone proud. Recalling the prance when he'd helped him get out, your name shall be Prancer without any doubt. Then he looked at the girl and his glove on his chin. And with his glove on his chin, and what about you? He thought from within. You cared for your brother, all stuck and entwined. And he thought, and he thought. Then Cupid came to mind. I was hit by your arrow, which went to my heart, and I feel like you two can play a big part. And now the sixth reindeer inside, with six reindeer inside of the shed, Nicholas got some water and readied his sled. That's a lot of reindeer. Chapter 15 is called Back to the Same Town. I'm glad that he's going back there. He walked to the house for one final thing. He walked to the house for one final thing, a bag he'd prepared and wanted to bring. I thought you had left. I thought you had left, Carol said with surprise, but I'm happy you're back with those lovely blue eyes. I thought you had, oh, I thought you'd missed that small bag over there. Carol pointed to a finger, pointed her finger to a spot by the chair. Carol pointed her finger to a spot by the chair. This bag here is special, Nicholas said with delight. I met this small girl who was poor but polite. She was frail to the bone from what I had seen, so I've made up this bag just to help the poor thing. Well, you know what? It doesn't matter if we are rich or if we are poor. If we are kind and polite to one another, that goes a long way, don't you think? Yeah. Carol left in a hurry and said she'd be back with more things to add to his gift in the sack. Blankets and clothes were all she could carry, but what she had heard left her joyful and merry. Take these, she said, and get on your way. It's already late and you mustn't delay. The reindeer were ready and tied to the sleigh. Nicholas hopped in his seat and was off and away. And much like before, the journey was brief and he made it to town without any grief. Now, chapter 16 gives him another encounter with Mary. Oh, I can't wait to see what's gonna happen. He looked to the spot where Mary had sat, but all he could see was a small alley cat. There was no sign of Mary. He walked up the street to a bakery nearby for something to eat. It wasn't too far from his reindeer and sleigh. It smells so delicious, was all he could say. He picked up some cookies, some bread, and spiced meat, then left the warm store for his sleigh on the street. As he loaded the sleigh, he saw with delight the little girl Mary, so lively and bright. She walked to the corner with a skip in her feet, dragging one handsome bag that was made from a sheet. When she looked toward his way, she shouted, Hello, 
Her words and her smile made his heart start to grow. He waved in return while he started to lift the bag in his sleigh that was meant as a gift. Mary, he said, I have this for you. She jumped and she jumped with a cheerful thank you. He laid the bag down and walked toward the sled. No, happy to know she was smiling today. I'm sorry. He laid the bag down and walked toward the sleigh. Happy to know she was smiling today. As he hopped in his sleigh, he saw with surprise Mary running around with affection in her eyes. She ran to all she ran around with the blankets and food to children and grown-ups to brighten their mood. Oh my goodness, do you know what she's doing? She's giving to other people, even though she has so little. Then Nicholas just sat there with nothing to say as he watched little Mary give his gifts all away. Mary, he asked as he walked toward her way. Curious to know if she's feeling okay. These things were for you. Is everything all right? But her response was a story of her magical night. Are you ready for this? Okay, chapter 17 is called The Magic is Real. We woke to a room which was filled with all things of clothes and food and coins enough for three kings. Colorful clothes and toys everywhere, warm food and bright silver found here and found there. The shouts of my brothers had shook the whole house, but Joseph the youngest was quiet as a mouse. Speechless he was, but happy indeed. And looking around, we all had agreed. Last night we had bread which broke to our soul. It was split between six, all huddled by coal. We had no idea we'd wake to a room which warmed up our hearts when all had seemed gloom. Wow, that was a miracle. Nicholas thought of the globe he had seen from last night. If that wish, if that magic and wish had come true overnight. Did all of this happen, he thought to himself, or was it a visit by some magic elf? Convinced of this miracle from what Mary just said, this globe was a blessing to lay to what lay ahead. This globe was a blessing to what lay ahead. And as he was thinking, Mary snuck right away to give out more gifts on this magical day. Oh my goodness, that is something, isn't it? A new future begins is what the last chapter here is called. I think this is, this is it. Are you ready? He turned to a store that sold many things and bought men more and more for this angel with wings. All placed in a bag, he walked back to Mary, who danced round and round like a little snow fairy. The bag was then placed on the snow-covered ground, and he quickly left without making a sound. He walked to the sleigh, now happy to know. Mary spotted his gift that was left in the snow. Her smile was large in his, with his gifts laid all about. Her smile was large with his gifts laid about. But what he saw next seemed really to stand out. She ran all around with what she could hold, giving everything she had to young and the old. 
But what seemed to shine was what happened next to the people she gave to and all its effects. For more and more gave to those all around, which brightened the mood of this once darkened town. And in that split moment, he took it all in, the love and respect and the giving within. He named this whole moment that made his heart merry of gifts that were given by a sweet girl named Mary. This day had now changed, and it was easy to see. It was greater than Nicholas, and Mary's Christmas came to be. for listening to today's story if you wanted to get a copy of this story i have got a great tool i wanted to make you aware of you can pop over to amazon.com slash shop slash story time with philip and mommy and you will see i've created a list for every month of the year and in each list i have put links for every story that we have read in that month so you can easily find a link to the story so you can purchase it for yourself. And of course, this all goes to help support our, our podcast so we can get new materials. And of course, don't forget, you can also pick up your copy of the Storytime with Philip and Mommy book, The Sprightly Sprite and the Dragon Dragon. And of course, we always hope that you guys enjoy our stories. And we want to say thank you so much for listening.